Well, folks, I'm back with another episode of Radical Humanity. And once again, my name is Ben Hoover. And um, so I'm going to do something really different here. And I'm nervous, but it's a nervous excitement. Because I don't know what the hell is going to happen on this episode. And I decided that I'm going to start something new within my whole podcast series. Is that this is this is a a, a sub series, if you will, um, uh, where it's titled "Let's Let's Get Honest." And I thought about how um, this came from some experiences the other day, but I thought about how um, when I do these podcasts and I do these writings, it's very conceptual. It includes my life and uh, clearly, and or I'll talk about some of my experiences and I'll conceptualize them. But I thought, you know, I want to carve out some space in this series where I just go off the rails from that and I just explore my life. And I get really honest about what's going on in my life. And... I don't know who listens to this. I I don't know. I I have no idea. It could it, who knows. It could be someone in Russia, it could be someone next door to me. I have no clue. And and um but the reality for me is that this is this is for me. This isn't even for anybody else whoever listens to this. That this is for me. And sometimes I need these moments in fact, I, 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 it's vital for me to have these outlets where I can just express my life. Not, and, and part of it is with friends, and, and it's in therapy. And, um, but sometimes, sometimes I don't have access to that. Sometimes I'm here to myself. Sometimes I want to be by myself. And sometimes I've got to get real with myself. And sometimes that happens in the context of being in the presence of somebody else. But, like I said, that doesn't always happen. I don't always have access to people 24-7, and I don't want that. In fact, I'm an introvert. So I, you know, I like my space to myself. I like hiking by myself. I like traveling by myself. I like writing by myself. I like, I, I like, I like that stuff. I need that. It's, it's how I breathe. It's how I uh, revitalize and and refresh. But I thought about how, you know, I want to get really real here about about my life, about events, about what's going on in my inner world. And so I thought, you know, when I do, when I'm going to do this episode, it's not scripted, although certainly I've thought about what I'm going to talk about, but it's not, I have a list of things just to remind myself of, of, of what to say. Whether I get to it all or not, I, I don't know. But this is part one of Let's Get Honest. You know, and, and people have their various podcasts and they might talk about their life. Or, and oftentimes, sometimes, uh, what I tend to run into is it's very conceptualized. Sure. Or sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's focused on the political or the theological or whatever. Or, or, and, and, um, but sometimes I want to hear more about people's personal lives. I want to hear about the, the, the internal dimensions. I want to hear about the struggles. I want to hear about what it's like. Because sometimes when I hear that, it gives me permission. I can breathe. Oh, somebody else. Somebody else feels that. Somebody else goes through that. Somebody else. Man, I'm not alone in this. And so for me, I, I, whatever happens, I gotta, for me, I want to put this out there. I want to share this. I want to share my struggles. I want to share. So, you know, the reality is sometimes in this, ep- these, ep- these, these episodes, um, you're probably going to hear me angry. I might even cry. I'm going to laugh. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to beat myself up. Because, man, I am so goddamn good at that, at judging myself, at, at, at this other voice that criticizes me, thinking I shouldn't be feeling this way or shouldn't have done this or what I don't. It, it takes me away from what is, what's happening to me, the real reason why, and owning that. And not, and cat, not categorizing it as good, bad, right, wrong, should, shouldn't. 
No. But what it is, what it purely is, to be genuine with myself, because that is sometimes such a god-awful struggle for me, is to be really genuine with me, to own my, my, just to own me fully, my feelings, my thoughts, my, my actions. Because I'll be honest, I'm a mystery to myself, as I'm sure all of you are. You don't know sometimes why you do things and why you react a certain way and why this emotion comes up and what it's tied to. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro at just going right into analysis than I am into just experiencing it, expressing it, living from a, a place of uh, this, this visceralness in myself. And so, yeah, I'm probably going to stumble along on these episodes and sometimes I'll ramble and, and I'll go on tangents and whatever. Do you want to know what it's like to record a podcast for me? I agonize over it. There's, I, I listened to uh, someone named Rob Bell. You might be familiar with him or not, and I, it's called the Robcast. And... Um, and I remember listening to an episode where he, he described his ritual before he, before he records an episode. He goes surfing. He doesn't listen to anything. He's just kind of in union with himself. And then he lays on this episode. Well, I'll tell you what. That is nowhere near what happens to me. Nowhere near. In fact, my mind goes crazy. I literally, it's sometimes brutal. I agonize. I sometimes will re-record things about tw 10, 20 times. Not, not, it's not usual, but that will happen in moments. We're like, oh, I don't like the way I said that. Oh, I, you know, that wasn't funny. Oh, that was, oh, I stumbled over that. Oh, there was too much uh, this and that. And that's, that's what happens. And the reason why I do that, and I know why I do that, is because I want to make it perfect. Because I want to have it so polished and articulate, and, and, and um, so eloquent that people will want to listen. So yeah, I have to admit to myself that, that sometimes what I do is I will try to make this so sparkled and pristine and, and spotless just so people will listen. And I, <laughs> the reality of that is that's so futile. Because I don't know who will ever listen to this or how much they'll listen to or what they'll take from it or they'll probably hate it and they'll never listen again or they, uh, they might be a believer. I don't know. I don't have any say over that. But it's so agonizing. And then let me tell you what happens after I lay a track down is there will be moments where it will, there will be this, this gut punch of panic of, oh my God, did it, what, uh, I sound boring. I, I, uh, you know, there, it sounds almost lifeless, and and I'll, I will I will go into this frenzy, this this I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of become disheveled and so disorganized inside and 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 all over the place, out of order because I'm I'm worried about how is this going to sound? How is this going to sound to the general public? Are they going to want to listen? Are they going to? And it's become so tormenting, and I absolutely hate it. I lose my voice, and I lose what I want to say, even if it's unpolished, even if it's bumpy along the way, even if I don't sound like Rob Bell or like Peter Rollins or this person or that person. or that. But afterwards, once I record an episode and I'm ready to post it, you know, I'll, I'll, let me tell you what also happens. <laughs> I will go on a deep dive into Pinterest to find the perfect picture and then I will, and then I will also agonize over that because I want that picture to represent what I'm writing, and that that will capture someone's attention, and all, and so on and so forth. And then once I do a post, it's I I want to have this really captivating uh, uh, synopsis that really you know really kind of uh, um, uh, allures someone, attracts someone, gets them to see, ooh, what's this about? And so I will scrutinize over that at times. And it's so, again, it's, it's torture. Because all of that is so contingent on the external world. And um, 
and I had this, so, so that's, that's, that's one element of what goes into this. And, and, and then to add to that, there's this, there's this goddamn frustration in me because I have these moments where I just think, what does it even matter? Like, why do I want to even talk about this stuff? I mean, you know, it's not what the masses talk about. It's not what people really sometimes like or they get drawn to or, you know, they cheer everybody on and they send millions of likes and, yeah, all right. I don't get that. And so I have these moments where I scratch my head and I think, am I doing something wrong? Maybe if I did this, maybe I talked about this, maybe if I didn't really go into sometimes the, 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 the hard stuff, maybe then. And so I have, I, it will hit me at times where I'll just get so pissed because I think, who cares? And I'll get angry at the universe or God or whoever. I'll get angry at something beyond me. And I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> because for some reason, I'm passionate about this stuff. I like talking about this stuff. I like writing about this stuff. I, 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 I can't not, I can't unsee this. I keep wanting to explore and unravel and, and go into, go, go past the barriers where people end up stuck in. I want to see it. I want to, I want to go further. But then, but then I put it out there and it's like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? And so for me, it just, it pisses me off because I have this passion and, and, and yet sometimes I don't even know what to do with it. Or when I do do something with it, it just, it, it gets no response or very little. And I look at people and I envy people and I compare myself to people and I'm like, oh man, they've got 9,000 followers and they share all these messages and it sounds great and people are drawn to it. And I have things that, I see things very differently than I think what the masses will see. I have things that, I see pornography very differently. I do. I write about it. I talk about it. I engage in it. But there's such a fear in expressing that. There's such a fear for me in putting that out there in the world. Because I'm so afraid of what people are going to say. That I'm going to lose followers. That I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose friends. I have things that are ready to, to, to get posted. Or they're, they're on my website. They have yet, I mean, ready to be published. I have an episode about scapegoating pornography. And, you know, and, and I just think like, man, I, I, there's, 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 you know, at least one, if not a couple people in mind where I think if I were to post that, if they were to see that, I might lose them as a friend. Right? So don't, right? The, 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 the reaction to that is, okay, well then don't. Don't say anything. Don't put it out there. Don't talk about it. No. Because I'm afraid of loss. Because if I talk about this, if I talk about my own sexual experiences, if I talk about that I look at pornography, that I talk about what I've discovered from that, that I, then, then people will go away. I, I even think about that one episode where I recorded, and before I even opened up about my own personal story within the whole scapegoating pornography con concept piece. And where I as, I, as I give this preamble, because I'm nervous, because I have clients that will listen to it, I have friends that might listen to it, and, I'll, and, and what goes in my head is, what do they think about me? Not, I just want to say this and explore this, and, and I'm solid in myself about it. It's no, I start questioning that, because, because other, the, the outcome, the potential outcome, that might occur in the external realm will suffocate that, will engulf me. So yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared to say stuff. I'm scared to, 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 to be honest. I, have, I, um, I had therapy, personal therapy yesterday, and God, I just went off about so much of this stuff. I was so angry. I've been in this place where I'm like, fuck the world and fuck everyone. 
Like, it's not even necessarily anyone specific. It's just like, I, 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 I have these moments that come up in me where I just think, I hate everyone. I don't want to deal with people anymore. I don't want to deal with the potential of their judgment or them actually judging me or, or having to be honest with friends about that I'm pissed off at them and I struggle with things and sometimes I don't want to be around them. And I pull away and I just, I don't want to deal with it. And so I have these fantasies of, man, I would love, I'd love to just get a cabin out in the woods and just live out there remotely. And I'll, you know, I'll forage off the land. I'll cut lumber. I'll build fires. I'll survive. Man. And then I'll be around, away from people. And then every once in a while, I'll go where, go somewhere where I get some signal and I'll call them and I'll say, Hey buddy, you know, Hey mom. Hey dad. Hey sis. How you doing? How's life? Cool. All right, well, I'm going to go back to my cabin. Like, I have these moments where I react in that way, where I just want to close myself off from the world. I don't want to be around. And yet, and yet I will get frustrated myself because I feel that way instead of just embracing the fact that I feel that way. My therapist challenged this and continues to challenge this in me as he goes, somehow, Ben, you've, you've ingested these messages that it's wrong, that you shouldn't be aggressive or, or angry or feel hate or have this, this part of yourself. You've got to quiet that down. And he even told me, and that was hard to hear, but he says, my thought, my, my theory on why I don't think you've had a serious relationship is because, is because you don't bring this side of yourself out. And it was encouraging, but it was also, God, it stabbed me. And he didn't mean it in that way, but it was, it was piercing because it's true. Because when I get into romantic relationships, I push this side down. I push this, fuck the world, I hate everybody, you piss me off. I, I keep that quiet. And I had to growing up, and I had to in the church. Where in the church, it's you got to be sparkly and kind and nice and pretty and keep things polished and always be encouraging. Meanwhile, I'm dying inside, and other people are probably dying inside because they're angry and they're hurting and they're turning on themselves, and, and yet they've got to be, you know, you know there's, there's always this saccharine messages of, you know, it's always, you know, it's like life is beautiful and good and, you know, and always be thankful. It's like, well, what if you're not? What if you're not grateful? Why isn't that good too? Why isn't dissatisfaction good? Why isn't that that when you look at everything you have around you and you're just you feel so incomplete and so you feel this void inside and you think, okay, I've got to muster up all the muscle to be grateful. I should be grateful. But you're not. And what if you're not being grateful or your discontentment? Or you're not appreciating things. What your dissatisfaction? What if, what if that's a signal for something to go deeper into? And maybe there's some messages there, right? Or what if your anger means something? Or your hate means something? Or the murderous, violent thoughts you have in your head? Or the rage that comes out of you at times? Or what if that, what if that means something? What if that's just a part of our humanity that we we disavow, and then it turns into, and then it turns into worse stuff. Then it gets really violent and dangerous and harmful because we either enacted on ourselves or then we just enacted on other people literally committing these acts out of you know out of what lives in us and so this has been my journey of really finding myself and connecting these parts of myself but this area where I get frustrated I get pissed I get enraged I hate people you know I don't want to be around people they piss me off I get impatient that somehow there's something wrong with that and then I judge it but then the one place where I go where that's encouraged where to connect to that, where that's valued, is in therapy. One person. And so, so I get in conflict with this over myself. You know, and there's things, that, again, that piss me off. Things that piss me off about the church. Things that piss me off about my family. Things that, that, piss, that piss me off. And the one thing I don't want to do in this episode is judge myself. And I don't even—I don't want to judge other people. I just want to give expression to what it is, what's happening in me. But yeah, and so I so I had a friend over the other night because I just and I just went off and I can I address things with him how I I feel like I have to be artificial around him and I can't speak the truth at times and it's not anything necessarily that he's explicitly saying it's just I feel like I have to treat him fragilely and I don't want to hurt him and I don't but sometimes there's moments where it's like. Just, you know, 
I just want to get pissed at you, and I want you to get pissed at me. And why can't we just fight? And what's blocking that sometimes? Because I'm sure that sometimes this asshole side of me gets to you as well. But in, but instead, I cover it up because I feel like I got to be nice around you. You know, the other night he even reached out to me, and it's you know, and it's like, and everything in me is like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you right now. And I literally said all this to him, so he knows this. <laughs> is you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Like, go deal with your own stuff. I got my own stuff that I'm, I'm trying to deal with. I got this deep ache in me. I feel lost in my life. I feel stuck. I've got this big decision coming up in several months. A life-changing decision. I don't want to deal with people right now. I don't want to talk to you. And then there's these moments where I'm, I'm, I hit this fork in the road where, where I, uh, uh, it stirs in me. It, it churns in me. It, it, it won't it won't go away of okay when i pull away from someone when i back off from someone a friend of mine because i don't want to be around them that's there's some truth in there to be spoken to them that i have a hard time connecting you and i realize and and i and yet i i circumvent that i don't want to go there it's too goddamn scary because i'm afraid i'm going to i'm going to lose the person and yet <laughs> inevitably i'm the one that then pulls away it's so, it's terrifying to get honest. And yet, it, and yet I think about how, I wonder how, how many of us, how a majority of us want honesty, want this truth that we're thirsting for that, for to experience that in ourselves and experience that with one another. How much sometimes we live in these artificial realms where we just be nice and sweet and sparkly and just be encouraging and we avoid we avoid the reactions, the experiences that come up amongst each other, the things that throw us off, the things that feel like there's something missing between us. Something feels off. Whether you're, you, you always talk about yourself. It's always about you. Or, you know, when you say this, you always laugh instead of like, you don't get angry, you know, or sometimes I feel like you're not being really honest with me right now. Or sometimes I have a hard time being around you or whatever it is. I think sometimes we'd rather hear that than we live in this plastic, you know, suburban-like area where, you know, nope, we just, we, we just sweep away and exterminate the riffraff, the trash, the, the, the things that, that, that stir potential for division, disconnection, conflict, that uproot our securities feeling safe and contained. Yeah. And it sucks because I was telling my friend the other night, yeah, it'd be nice to just be naive, <laughs> to just be in denial. But now that I see this stuff, now that I'm aware of this stuff in myself, God, now I'm left with this, with this conflict, this war inside myself of be honest or not. Because otherwise I just dance around. Otherwise I, I, it becomes uncaring. It becomes I pull away from people. What I don't realize, what I haven't associated is to be honest is to be caring. To speak my truth is an act of care. Because it's opening up a different dialogue. It's opening up a different dimension. One that doesn't operate on some surface shallow layer. And that's what I realized in myself. It's like, that's fine. If people want to live in the world that way, okay. Sure. I can't control that. But I don't want to live in the world that way. I don't. I, I, for me, I can't do that anymore. I've done that most of my life. The last four years has been me undoing this. I've lost so much. I've lost the church. I left. I couldn't be there anymore. I didn't want it. I got pissed. I got angry. I, I had my own questions, my own doubts, and I started to see things differently, and I didn't feel safe. And did I try that? No, not really. But, because, but there was something bigger than me that it, going on in me of, I don't want to live in this small little tribe confined to that. I want to learn from other people. I want to engage with other people that are outside of it, that live their life. That don't, they don't have to change their life to conform to the structure. That instead, there are people that are enjoying their life as it is. And maybe there's something to learn from from them. 
But I left the church and I lost my idea of who I thought God was, some object, some being, some savior in the sky that was going to rescue me, that Jesus was some going to do this. And that's the messages. And I realized like, that's not working for me anymore. I don't see it that way anymore. I see Jesus differently. I see God differently. I see, you know, like they're just, they're not these objects and deities that are going to, that are going to just come swoop in and save me from living. No, it's up to me to engage and interact with life and, and find truth and speak the truth and find enjoyment and pleasure and enjoy and indulge in life. That's up to me to listen to these stirrings inside and follow that and live in an experience of faith and explore. That's, that's, I'm, I'm invited to participate in life, to create, to be a part of an unfolding story, to add to it. And so I left that. And now I'm about to leave my family eventually. I'm going to leave a lot to go and seek. And I'm scared and I'm excited, but I've lost so much. I've lost so much. I've lost what I believed. I've lost what was safe. And now, there's the next big step of leaving even more of what I've known and going into the unknown, to the mystery, to uncharted. And you know, there's this other thing too that... I've talked about it conceptually. I've, I've, I've shared my own personal story with grief. I wrote a poem about it. I po- but here's the thing. I just want to talk about this. I, man, I fell in love. God, I fell in love. It wasn't last year. It was the year before. I had sex for the first time. I was a virgin until I was 33, and I had sex. I always thought I was going to... Um, you know, just wait till I was married. I mean, that was what I was taught. Because if you have sex outside of marriage, it's going to cause all these problems and so on and so forth. And I did. And it wasn't what people were saying it was. Not that I didn't have complexities. Not that I didn't have challenges. Not that there weren't pains. But it wasn't this bad curse on my life. But what happens in that is when, and I'm sure anyone who's listening who's had sex, like, you know, the first time too, it's like, you're so overwhelmed. You're so caught up by the person. You're so consumed. Everything orbits around this person. You can't see reality and truth. Even though it hits you inside, it hits you on a visceral level. If something feels off and you just, it, it, it just bypasses all of that. It deafens all of that. Because all I can see is I'll do anything to get to this person, to hold on to this, to possess this, when I don't even have any possession. I can't even hold on. I don't have her. The first time I had sex, I made love. And it was intense between us in, in a lot of levels. And then... She lives in another country and went away and all this pain from that and torment. It was this nightmare of a relationship for a year. A year. And when, when you're in love, when I was in love like this, it's, it doesn't matter. Distance doesn't matter. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like you've got this superpower. It's invincible. It's immutable. It doesn't matter. Any obstacles, no, we'll, we'll overcome it. And I couldn't see it. And I couldn't see sometimes the way she treated me. And even like, and how I was. I wasn't even myself. I was manipulative at times. All right? I would turn off my phone. I would, I, would, I, would, I would get so jealous when she would go out with people and go hang out with people. And, you know, and, or she'd get in a fight with her roommate. And I would say, man, I wish we could do that. And, um, but, but. And the thing is, is now, now that it's ended, like really, truly ended, and it's been like, I don't know, four months or something, four-ish months, it's like I'm not over her. I'm not. I don't just feel sadness. And I have these moments where I just will weep. It'll hit me so hard. And you want to know what happened? Is I'm not over her. 
There's this hope. Oh, maybe she'll come back. There's this hope that she'll reach out. That there's this hope that she'll return. There's this hope. You know, and like, and she follows me on Instagram, and we're friends on Facebook, and her roommate follows me on Instagram. And there's these things that when I I post writings and I uh, my writings or I you know I advertise it on Instagram, or I post on Facebook or um, you know the links to my website to read it, and and I'll advertise on my Instagram story, and I'll notice oh her roommate looks or oh she'll look, and I'll be filled with hope of oh maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe that is a sign. Maybe that means something. Maybe she'll come back. Maybe. Oh, her roommate looks. Maybe they're talking about me. Like, this is what fucking happens. And it's not something I hate myself about. It's just something that's like, this is the awful part of grieving, falling, having fallen in love. I hate what it does to me. And there's no way around it. Do you know how often I check Instagram to see? If she's looked. A lot. Maybe she's liked something. Maybe this. Oh, that you know, I, I posted a picture. Like, oh, she oh, she liked it. Oh, okay, well that that means something. Or oh, how come she almost gave a thumbs up and not or how come she gave a thumbs up and not a heart? Like, oh, oh man. And I'll be frazzled with that. Or oh, oh, her roommate liked a picture of mine. Oh, cool. Well, that means something. This is what goes on in myself. I can't just feel sadness. There's this tormenting, haunting, lingering hope, fantasy. I'll create all of this. I'll build this story in my head and create more meaning out of it. And I can't get it out. I've even told friends, like, I wish I could get a lobotomy. Just, just tear out some of the neurons and the wiring in my brain. Maybe that will change it. And I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Recently, I posted some new um, podcast episodes, and and I've looked at my Instagram story, and she hasn't looked. Nor has her roommate. You know what that does? I panic. I'm stressed. I'm tormented. It's this vicious, pummeling experience inside of what does that mean? And why, you know, and I'll go scavenging the internet and, okay, what, and, you know, and her, her roommate will post something on, on her story, Instagram story. And, oh, is there something about her? Is there something, what does this mean? Nothing. Nothing. And I know because a part of me is like, I don't want to go back to this. I don't want, I don't want this. Deep down, I don't want the I don't want the long distance. I don't I don't want I want something beyond this. How I was treated, the kind of connection. Like I and I'm not some angel here. I had my shit. But man, I held on because I didn't want to deal with the loss because this is what happens. This is why I think sometimes we don't want to end things. We don't want to confront. We don't want to deal with the conflict. We don't want to deal with the truth. That sometimes this relationship or relationships we're in, friendship, marriage, family, they're toxic. They're toxic. But we hold on. And we hold on to the laws around, oh, we're not supposed to. But really, the, the, the truth behind that is I'm afraid. I'm afraid to leave what I've known. I'm afraid. So yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And it doesn't go away. I've gotten so angry about it that I hate what this does to me. I hate this whole experience. I wish I could just weep and weep and weep and that's it. It just feels sad. But that's not what I'm left with. Instead, I've got this churning in my head, this nightmare of where is she? Why is she looking? What's that? What? Well, maybe. I mean, this, <laughs> this is what I also think is maybe she got on a plane and she's flying across the States to see me. Yeah, that's shit. Even that, even the things I'm going to post about pornography we got in conflict over theology we got in conflict over 
And the things I post, I worry, oh, I'll lose her. As if there's, as if something's there. <laughs> it sucks. It's fucking awful. And I feel these paradoxes in myself is, man, I don't, I don't want to really experience her leaving, going away. Because if that is the truth, that she's not looking anymore and, you know, and all, like, that this is, this is, this is really going away. Man, like, I want to do whatever I can to keep her holding on. But at the same time, I don't want this. I don't want this relationship. I don't want to do this. This is this paradox that I experienced in myself. And the other thing, too, just to now I'm moving on to something else, is, again, about this honesty thing. You know what happens when I, in therapy when I'm with clients? And it happened the other week where I, I thought I lost myself because I got so frustrated and I got really honest with them. And I got reactive. And, you know, my clients, some of my clients just pissed me off. And I just, I was done. I mean, I was pissed. I confronted, I challenged, I spoke my truth. And that, every once in a while, that will really happen. That'll come to the forefront with various clients. And there are those that leave because they don't want to go down that path of addressing their anger or their, their avoidance of it. They don't, want, they don't want to connect to that themselves. They, don't, they realize they can't go further. And some of them will give me a call and say, fuck you, Ben, I'm done. I don't like where we're headed. And some people will show up as what recently happened. I really appreciated it and said, Ben, I, I can't go further. I think I've hit a stopping block. And we had this beautiful experience together where we talked and we, we, you know, and we shared and we appreciated things. And, and I told him, you know, probably some of the sticking blocks that are going to continue. And, and we, we, but we had this beautiful, beautiful conversation. It was wonderful. And I was sad. And he was sad. But man, then there's moments like that where it's like, yeah, I opened up, I, I addressed, I confronted him and his wife and... And then, you know, and then came this realization of, I, I'm, I'm done as of now. <clears throat> and then there are these moments where I, you know, the, again, last week when I, I confronted some clients and I confronted one afterwards and, you know, and then afterwards I'm in my head judging myself and thinking, oh man, I screwed up and I was intense and I got reactive and I'm not supposed to. And then I see my therapist, you know, the other day and he's like, man, that's when therapy begins. We need more therapists like that. They're going to be bold. He says, sometimes I kick myself because I wish I said that sooner. I wish that I was honest and upfront and expressed my frustration sooner. Because what happens is when I do that is, man, man, they started to interact differently. Something shifted. He even said, one ther my therapist had said, Ben, with this one client that you were honest with, man, she needs that. How often does she have this with a man where there's this rupture like this and then there's this repair? And, I, and, and so where, you know, and I, I, he said, where you think you lost yourself, I think you found yourself. Where you think that you came undone, I say, you came into yourself. And I love that. Because I doubt that part of myself that's aggressive, that's upfront, that's confrontational, that, you know, that can be an asshole. Because, uh, um, you know, it's, it's going to get bad and you don't want that to happen. So to hear that encourages me, but, but at the same time, I feel alone. I feel alone on this path. I feel alone with what I see. I feel alone because I don't judge porn as good or bad. And that it should be banished. I feel alone because I start to explore sexuality differently. I feel alone because I don't believe God is some object out there in the world, but the very ground of being in ourself that stirs us, that moves us, that ignites something within. I see that so differently, but I feel so fucking alone. It's been such a lonely path. A lonely path. And I feel like so much of my path and myself has been so shaped by the external world, from my parents, from friends, from the church, from whatever, 
the bigger, greater society. You know, what I realized is I want to go out in the world and just explore. I don't even want a relationship right now. I don't want a date. I went on a date with someone several weeks ago. And um, and it was a great time. We hung out for like four hours. And we connected a lot and, you know, and had a lot of commonality. And, you know, I even said, I, I, I really liked our time. I'd like to do it again. She was open to that. And I texted her, um, I think, the, the next day and, you know, and said, hey, how about this coming weekend? And she was all on board in that. And then it was my birthday weekend. I realized I got too busy or I, I packed on enough, a lot, and I didn't want to include a date in there. And so I let her know, hey, how about the next weekend? Cool. And then she asked me a question, how, how are things going? We talked, we just texted very briefly. I think I responded like several days later to one of her texts. But then I got immersed into writing stuff. This was a couple weekends ago. Really immersed, this really incredible spiritual intimate moment. And I didn't, I didn't respond. I didn't want to reach out. And, I, and that weighed on me. It weighed on me. Because I knew, like, you know, I, I said, I, I brought up hanging out and connecting, and I didn't even follow up with that. And, um, and so it just, you know, I, I just, it, it got heavy in me, and, and I just, but I'm like, nah, I don't, you know, I don't even want to deal with any of that. And, and then, you know, and then last weekend I was out of town and stuff, and then I reached out to her the next day, or yesterday. But I reached out to her because I felt guilty. Not because I really wanted to connect again. Because I realized in the last couple of weeks, it's like, I don't really even want to date. Like, I, I, I want to I wanna go find myself. I want to go have adventures in the world. I don't, I don't want to date someone right now. And that's different because it's often was so, I've been so consumed and influenced by like, man, somebody has a relationship and they're there and they're, and they're married and they have kids. And, but I realized like, I don't want that right now. I may not ever want that. I may not. Because, you know, it's like, why? Why haven't I really had this energy of like, I'm going after it. Sometimes it comes up where it's like, I want to date. I'm frustrated. But the, these recent shifts in me that happened, that occurred over these several weeks, what arose from that was this realization of, yeah, I don't want that right now. And then, so then when I reached out to her, it wasn't, it was disingenuous. I wasn't really honest. I said like, hey, you know, I apologize. I mean, some of it was honest in the sense of, you know, like the weeks have been full and I've, and I told her, I said, I've had this kind of fuck the world place and a lot of other moods. And I said, but hey, like, I would love to, to meet again. How about this weekend? <laughs> and she responded to me and she said, hey, no need to apologize by that. Sorry, you're going through that stuff. She goes, you know, in regards to meeting, um, I'm good. And, and, and she ended with like, thanks for the offer though. And I'll tell you what, that stabbed me. Oh my God, ugh, that that hurt. <laughs> that kind of rejection, and um, and and you know, and I I eventually like I started to get desperate, and I was gonna you know ask her like, well, okay, like I respect that, but like I'd love to know why. But I knew, I knew why. I mean, come on, I knew why. Like I stood her up, you know, and I'm not like I'm not beat myself up about it. It's just like yeah, the reality is I stood her up. I didn't want to connect again. I didn't. You know, I said I said this weekend, and she never heard from me. It's like, I could ask her that, but, you know, she's going to confirm that. What I wish I would have said in follow-up, because, you know, I, I got rid of everything. It's like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, what I wish I would have said is, you know what? I, I blew it. I, I wasn't honest with you. The truth is, is that, you know, um, I stood you up. You know, I, I didn't follow up. I said I was going to connect with you, and I didn't. And, and I blew that one, and I wasn't honest with you. But the reality is, is, is I'm, not even, I'm not even really interested in dating, I've realized. And I kind of left you hanging there. So, and I enjoyed my time with you, and yeah, I wish I had said that, because that was the truth. It wasn't, you know, instead it was this apology of, like, eh, you know, I got really busy and stuff. And that's my go-to response sometimes. And then it hit me, like, damn it. Yeah, that wasn't the truth. Well, it wasn't the real truth. And I don't have that opportunity anymore, you know, to say that. Um, but, you know, I, again, all that to say is, is so much of how I've lived in the world has been so fueled by the external realm. 
concerned about people's judgment or actual judgment being said to me. Or, you know, that I lose my truth. I lose my path. I lose what I want to do. I lose the way I want to engage, you know, my passions and how I want to express myself because I'm haunted by how other people are going to see it or respond. You know, this this recent thing, and I, I brought it up in one of my podcasts that I um, have not uh, posted and published it yet. But, like, I'm going to be changing my life, leaving family, leaving home, leaving town, going away. And that's a big move because I've lived for so long in this area with family, psychologically infused with my parents, mostly my mom. And I've got to rip that apart. I want to. And that's going to be painful. Painful. But I hate what comes over me. I hate what I turn into when I'm here, when I'm around them, when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm in this place, when I'm stuck, I'm, when I'm, I'm not just here in the environment, but just here in this town. And I don't know what that's going to look like when I go venture out. I have an idea of what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. But I don't know what will... I don't know what will unfold. I don't know the moments that will, will, will turn up in all that. Because I don't know. So I've been sharing this with friends. And I've been getting more honest. And that's the thing is when I'm honest, it either sometimes it can open up this beautiful connection or sometimes... People leave. They leave. And yeah. That is scary. But I'll be honest. It doesn't hit as much. It doesn't hit as hard. Because I don't want to push myself down. I don't want to hide myself. I don't want to avoid certain things and share. I mean, even the one of my related, well, these last two relationships, it was, you know, I would, this last one, like, man, I, I came alive. I started to get really honest. I started to get angry at her. I started to confront shit. But man, was that hard? it take a while? It took, you know, it was like pulling teeth sometimes in myself. But eventually, once that was pointed out, God, I would just come unhinged at times. And there'd be moments where I so energized and free. I recall a moment, one of our final conversations, where it's like, I, there was no fear coming up in me, worried about how she was going to respond. Afterwards, but before, I was so clear and honest and in my groove. And I just, I, I let her have it. I let her know what was going on in me. And, you know, and, and I was honest too. Like I was waiting for the moment where she's, you know, she even asked me, do you look at porn? And I said, yes, I do. Well, why? And it was, you know, all these questions that had really this feel of judgment in them. And I was honest. I didn't mince things. I didn't beat around the bush. I didn't soften it. I didn't, but that's the thing is I'm going to put myself out there like that. And, and the reality is, is I'm going to encounter loss. Some of you might listen to this and some of you might form a different opinion of me. You might judge me. You might not like what I talk about or the, what, I, what I do in my life. Okay. But then there are those out there that will listen to this and say, man, I want to be genuine. I want to find that. I don't want to live in shame and judgment and fear and live in the artificial realms. So, I think I'm tired now. <laughs> I think I've, I've said so much. I'll probably end this episode and I'll go looking at Facebook and seeing if my ex looked and, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know when that will change. I don't know when that will go away. I don't know when one day I'll wake up and say, yeah, i I'm indifferent. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. But man, no one, no one really, you're, I tell you what, you're not prepared to deal with pains in life. 
man, you don't have instructions for how to deal with it. There's no formulas to this. You can go to as many self-help seminars and read as many workbooks and it doesn't take over having to embrace and go into the experience of hurt and pain and joy and risk and all of that. I wasn't prepared for this deep pain in myself. But man, I'll tell you what. Embracing it has only energized me all the more to go after life. To be real. To take risk. Even if I'm hated. Even if I lose people. Even if I'm down, even if I'm down to two Instagram followers out of the little over 100 I have. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know. This life is a mystery. And as I've said before, don't buy into people that think they have the answer and the script and the formula. There isn't one. There isn't one. And if people say that they have the antidote, no, it's the people that, that lead you to embrace yourself, that lead you to not live behind defenses, that lead you to, into your pains, that lead you into finding who you are, into listening to that voice of truth that rings in you. That's, those are the people to have around. Not the ones that just create promise. That, oh, if you only do this and you do this, no. It doesn't work that way. And grief doesn't work that way. There's no formula. There's no way out of it. Like I said, I can't change this, but I can talk about it. I can express it. I can get angry about it. I can cry about it. So, don't even know if any of that made sense. But, hope you, hope you enjoyed the, the first episode, the first little series episode of, uh, um, of Let's Get Honest. On that note, till next time.